0: do remember vividly one audition I remember walking into the room and someone looked up and it was almost like a oh almost like do we really have to see her sort of thing and I gave my sheet music to the pianist went up started singing and they had their head down and they looked up and did not look back down the entire time and that moment I was like yeah you know what like actually listen to me sing you know and I think when, when I walked out the room I told my mum about it in the car on the way home And that was almost one of the kind of like sparking points of me starting to like change how I'm thinking about myself or how like I'm backing myself as well.
1: Hello and welcome to Underestimated, the podcast where we unpick and unpack a moment in our lives where we have felt underestimated and ask if ultimately being underestimated has helped or hindered our success. I'm your host, ex-model, current presenter and lifelong feminist, Jess Davis. And I've been underestimated my whole life, but maybe I like it that way. My guest this week is body confident influencer, Megan Carroll, where we chatted about the importance of seeing yourself represented on stage and screen, staying positive in a negative world, dealing with abuse online, and how to learn to love the body that you're in. Meg, welcome to the Underestimated Thank Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to <laughs> join me Thank today. you for having me. Oh, absolutely, I have been such a fan of your social media, your Instagram, your TikTok <laughs> when I found you last year. <laughs> And you've had quite the year. I have. You graduated from university last yep, year. Yeah, I did. And then have also just had so many opportunities come from that. So how have you kind of processed the last 12 months? I mean,
0: do you know what? I think it's one of those things I just kind of went with things and like I'm, I am strongly a yes person. And I'm trying to learn to say no sometimes, (laughs) but I think this year majorly, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead with it, do things, take opportunities, like grab them literally with both hands and just throw myself into it. And I think from the year that we've all had, if I didn't, I don't know where I'd be now, or like what I'd be doing. I I do think I'd be back at home, like with my parents, not that that's a bad thing. Like I'd absolutely love to be back with my parents, (laughs) but I think without, like kind of saying I didn't do that like I um, I did what I needed to do and just kind of I'm a very strong believer that everything happens for a reason and it's just happened and it's just it's great like I think looking back on it now and there's not many moments where you get to look back on things so like mm. actually looking back and reflecting it's really nice just to kind of go oh you know what like I actually did that like I actually just kind of like went with it
1: like just rolled with the wave and it's just happened like it's great it's really great. Ah, oh, Amazing <laughs> I think that's all we kind of could have done in the last year yeah isn't it? because there is like that kind of fight or flight mm-hmm. i think a lot of people did hunker down at home and yeah really did struggle and then a lot of people and i think a lot of creative people yeah. especially had to find a way to kind of persevere and keep the juices flowing Definitely. And especially in the industry that you're in you're in musical theater obviously the theater just shut down yeah. live shows closed down So a lot of people would turn into different avenues. I follow some um, people on social media and TikTok that were in the West End, then they went to work in like Tesco. Yeah, yeah. Dancing down the aisles. (laughs) So was that something that came quite naturally to you when you finished university? And it wasn't this huge thing, right now I'm gonna go audition because obviously things were closed. Yeah. So was TikTok quite a natural thing for you to turn to as an outlet? Yeah,
0: you know what? I think I was, I held my hands up and I was that person that was like, I'm never downloading TikTok, never downloading TikTok. (laughs) And then 31st of March, I downloaded TikTok and I was like, right, okay. I was like, we're in lockdown. I have to do it. And I think because like my natural, like performer instinct in me, I just kind of wanted to like carry on performing. And I know obviously TikTok's a great platform to jump on, to sing on, like to dance on, to literally do anything. Like it opens up so many avenues. And I just kind of like went with it and building and building now that, yeah, especially with the theater industry, like being closed, it's kind of I always wanted to do something that I really enjoy. Like I've always like grown up like saying to my parents, like I don't wanna like be stuck in a job where I'm just kind of like, oh, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And I wanted to be the person that like, I always needed to see like growing up. Mm. And I think just jumping on social media and just trying to be like unapologetically me has just been the biggest thing for me. Like not only just for me, but so many people that reach out and they're like, thank you so much for doing what you do. And I'm like, well, thank you for like supporting me for doing what I do. Um so yeah it's just been brilliant and I think it just offers so many like different opportunities like you meet so many different people and it's just it's great like I haven't really got like anything bad to say about the past year in terms of things like that but it's been it's been great but I just think there's so many things that
1: can still come from it, which is really exciting. I'm just trying to jump on that, so yeah. Yeah, there's so much ahead because it has kind of just spiraled for you, Mm -hmm. isn't it? It's kind of exploded and it's really picked up the pace quite fast, I can imagine. And your pages, your Instagrams, your TikTok Mm -hmm. and just a tonic I think a lot of us need, especially us women when we're having one of them days and we're feeling a bit down about our body image. Mm -hmm. Your TikTok and your Instagram, all your content is really positive, encouraging people to love themselves and just kind of embracing and accept our bodies and the bodies we live with because there is certain things that people can change, but that takes, I mean, literal surgeries and it takes a lot of effort and it can, you know, take quite a a difficult mental toll as well Mm -hmm. when when you just don't like yourself. And I think especially as women, we go through these years, I remember being a girl, and I've been, you know, seven, eight years mm-hmm. old playing football, and aware that I had chunky legs, yeah, and, and <laughs> aware that oh god, I don't look like the other girls. Yeah. I think i was so young, and then you know, I'm 28 now. That's 20 years of feeling like that about myself. So seeing influencers like yourself just spreading that message and encouraging all people, but especially women, to just love themselves and kind of just stick a finger up to dark you know this whole like diet culture Mm -hmm. and that you have to look like this and this isn't real and you know you're not you're not perfect in your body I mean who even made them rules literally I know know? I know well to be fair media like social media media has been
0: like the biggest obviously influence on like us to like try be a certain way and put yourself online like in a certain way. And I think in a way, just comparing like TikTok and Instagram, TikTok I think is a bit more unfiltered than obviously what um, Mm. Instagram is. But I like to try and use, like, my platforms is, like, a little bit of escapism. Like, if anyone kind of is having a day, like like you said, like, we all have it, where you're kind of like, oh, I just don't really feel good today, or, like, Mother Nature's cool. Like, I just really don't feel good. And, and it's just nice to go, oh, well, I can just maybe, like, check out Megan's page and just read something or see something to make you think, oh, yeah, like, I am fine. Like, I am okay. Because we've grown up, like, being told, like, you're not thin enough. Like, you don't have a non-cell, like, like, non-cell, like legs. Like, you, you know, like, it's just so, and like, I'm, I'm 23, so to be trying to, like, put the middle finger up now to mm. social media and society, to go, no, like, just take us for, like, who we are. Like, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's body is so individual. So I just think it's been a a big thing because really I've only, kind of started doing that in the past couple of years like I've always wanted to just never really had the confidence to and then in the past two years and especially this year because I spent so much time with myself this year I was like you know what like this is where I feel the most content and the most happy and I just get to try thrive being me enjoying me now like without hiding myself like wearing baggy clothes or like editing myself so I look smaller just to look a certain way it's just uh like when I say that I'm like that was just so stupid like so cute (laughs) (laughs)
1: I know but I feel like so many people Mm. do that and do feel that they need to do that and it can become quite a vicious cycle because there's a way you think okay if well if I don't edit my photos Mm -hmm. you're almost gonna stand out like people are gonna think my photos look weird so I'm gonna edit them and then you start to think that you sort of know that what you're putting out there is false yeah and you know that what you're engaging with and what you're you know soaking in yeah. is false but you can't get out of that headspace it's a really absolutely. kind of weird you know black mirror world yeah, to yeah in it really because it's like we all know things are false mm-hmm. we all know that we're being false and yet we all still engage and then we also feel bad yeah
0: absolutely. watching other
1: people thrive absolutely it's just crazy and you know the pressures that we put on ourselves and i think like you say you know to do it at 23 me myself 28 That's a lot of kind of damage and mean stuff that we've took in and said to ourselves over the years to try and backpedal. So we do all have them days. Yeah when we're not gonna feel gorgeous and we're not gonna love our <laughs> cellulite human, yeah, and our roles. Human. And that is just human. Yeah. But you know, if the positive days outweigh the negative days in a the week, then I think we're kind Absolutely. of onto a good role. I think so too. Like, I think it's a huge thing to like growing
0: up, like I I always had the com- uh, the compliment of, oh, you're so bubbly, like you're so happy all the time. And I remember I used to go like into my old workplace and if I was down, people would go, oh my God, what's wrong with Megan? Like, what, what's wrong? Like, do we ask her what's wrong? And, and people go, why aren't you so happy? Happy today, and and that almost makes me like have more pressure to go. Like, why aren't I happy today? Like, just let me let me have my moment. I'll be fine in a second. But I think, yeah, sometimes it can it can be a lot and it can be quite overwhelming. But naturally, I'm quite lucky that I am quite positive all the time and I always have been. And it's just something that I do take quite a lot of pride in that I am. But yeah, it's like it's also so natural to have days where I just don't want to see anyone, don't want to talk to anyone. Like, let me just hide under the covers and just like hide from the world. But yeah, but I think it's everyone has it. Like everyone's had those days we've all all experienced it so
1: so where does that positivity come from that you say you've always been like that yeah were you just three, four <laughs> years old bumbling around <laughs> feeling like you know what I've got this no I think
0: the story that like my mum always tells me like she says you were always singing and dancing like around like I was always showing off to the family always putting on little shows with my cousins and and just trying to basically be the main center of attention all the time and they were like we need to put her in theatre school like she needs to go and I think it was when I was six they finally put me in theatre school I was there all the way till 18 it did take over my life but it was what I wanted to take over my life and my parents were never pushy they always let me do it like myself and if I ever wanted to stop I could stop but I didn't want to like it's something that I've always wanted to do still want to do it now and I'm so thankful for it but I think that kind of like energetic theatre kid inside me is always there and it always will be there so I, I think that's where a lot of it comes from and just trying to like make the most out of it and I think this year especially I've learned like life's too short. Life is way too short. So just roll with it and just take everything as it comes, but also be very optimistic
1: too. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can totally see where you're coming from. And it is that sense of just I think leaning into the happiness. But do you sometimes feel because you're so happy and energetic, does the lows hit a bit harder? Yeah, I think
0: this year they have, like massively. Normally I didn't used to kind of acknowledge it. Like If I had a bad day, like when I was at uni and I was kind of like, "Mm, how am I feeling today? I just kind of put it to the side and I know the term like fake it till you make it. That is kind of what I did. Like even on my day-to-day basis with my friends, I just kind of made out that I was fine and I wasn't okay. And this year I kind of actually like let my emotions take over me not, not to the point where I couldn't control it, but I acknowledged it a bit more, spoke about it a bit more, spoke to other people about it a bit more. And if anything, now I feel like I've kind of got to learn who I am a little bit more as well, which is really good. So yeah, like they do hit they do hit hard, but I think with every low, there's always a high. So it's it's it kind of like every cloud has a silver lining. So I, I just know when I'm down and know that I'll always be okay, whether it's the next day, the next week, I eventually will be okay.
1: <laughs> yes, you will. It's that thing, isn't it? It's like, you're not your bad days, your no. bad week, not even your bad months, yeah. Because, you know, they're always, me and my friends always say, God, how crazy that some of like the best days of our lives haven't, yeah. haven't even happened yet. And exactly. that is something that when I'm having them days, I kind of say to myself and I'm like, you know, there's just so much more to look forward mm-hmm. to. And, you know, I guess the last couple of weeks, I just get sometimes in this rut and I don't even know what it is, mm-hmm. like this cloud. And you think, God, you know, is there more to life I than know. waking up? <laughs> I like going it's to true. work and, and I like freelance at a production company, I work yeah. in an office and I think, Sigh after this nine to five my yeah. whole life and then like coming home and then oh I best fit the gym in and then I'm like yeah. no I've got to clean my flat and do the Literally, food yeah <laughs> and then I'm like oh my gosh like and I was just thinking like there must be more to life than this like but then you think of well yeah there is so much yeah. more of life to to come you know and that you kind of just have to lean into the mundane moments and just keep the faith mm-hmm. that you know better things will come and and More interesting things as well, you know, because there's so many things that we don't even know what's around the corner. Just like the last 12 months with you, I mean, like you know, you started TikTok in the March, yeah, (laughs) and then now I was having a good old nose on your TikTok (laughs) and your Instagram, and like one of your Instagram reels had over two million views. Oh my goodness! A TikTok with over a million views. Like, what's that been like for you? Do you
0: know what? I think with the one with Instagram, like that kind of happened literally out of nowhere. But I know it was when it was really new. But with that, like anytime that comes up, I'm like, all I remember is the negative comments that was on that. Like, I got very heavily trolled on it. It was mainly young men and older men that Mm. were like the main targets. Like, I, it wasn't great and I got my boyfriend's like go through and delete them all so I couldn't see them because it did get quite bad but TikTok was better like it was it was a better reaction which was quite nice but yeah like it's just I mean you never know like when things like that are gonna happen and sometimes it's great sometimes it's not so great but I think learning to deal with the not-so-great-things has been a big learning curve because I know that it's just going to happen, unfortunately. But it's the way you deal with it, I think, with stuff like that. But it's exciting. Like, when when that kind of happens, you're sat there going, oh, my God, like, things are going crazy. And you just kind of like, oh, my gosh, this you just don't know how to control it. And you can't control it, really. But, yeah, I mean, it all just kind of projects all these different things and sometimes attracts the wrong people, but sometimes it attracts the good people that it, like they, it needed to see mm. sort of thing. So yeah, so I mean, that's
1: kind of that situation. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it when it comes to negative comments? Mm-hmm. Were the videos you were posting, were they yeah. the body confidence ones? So were people commenting on your body? Yeah, the, all of them have basically been my body. I know the ones on Instagram
0: were mainly fashion based and there was one that was a dance. It was literally just a dance and I think with things like that, like the, the one where it was just a dance and I was fully clothed, I kind of took a bit more, like I took it more personal. You
1: are uh, like, hey, I'm a trained yeah, dancer yeah, by the way. Yeah. Literally like <laughs> Dave I from can, Solihull, <laughs> leave yeah. me alone.
0: Yeah. I literally was just kind of like, I, I'm just having fun. Like, li- like anyone is that when they put themselves out dancing yeah. online, that I was just having fun. And the fact that they were so nasty and it was just comments that like, I had, I woke up to one this morning and someone basically put like mid-size, more like midway to like your death sentence or something, like something along those lines. And I was just kind of like, the fact that you have taken time out of your day to sit there, write something so nasty, shows more about you than it obviously does about me. Yeah, And I'm I'm, I'm not harming you. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not offending anyone. Sorry if I am offending anyone, but like, I just, yeah, I'm, I mean, saying that now, I would not have said that like last year because I just did not know what to say last year. I cried too many times, but now I just look at it and go, that's on you, it's not on me. But I think the ones that are more like about my body, I've learned to deal with that, a bit better. I know that sounds really weird because I'm kind of like, I've got a thicker skin when it comes to stuff like that Mm. because I'm doing it for me. And I've also realized I'm doing it for a lot of other people out there that I don't don't know them, but when they do like message and say, thank you so much for what you do. To me, that just makes me like, oh, like the feeling is just absolutely incredible. So that just outweighs any negative comment.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really does. (laughs) I can relate in terms of, when I changed my content up a bit and Mm. a lot of my audience are males and I was getting comments saying, are you getting fat on purpose? You're obese, you're promoting obesity. I mean, I'm like a size 10 slash 12. And it just made me really think like, you know, and a lot of these were grown men, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not young teenagers. They're in their thirties, forties, even older. And I just thought, wow, like if this is the kind of reality that you've made up in your mind, the content that you've seen mm-hmm. that a size 10 to 12 person yeah. has shocked you. Mm-hmm. Like seeing that on your timeline has made you go, oh, yeah. like, that ain't right. <laughs> I'm like, that is really sad, a sad state of society yeah. and how we've just become so far away and drawn so far away from like the reality of people. Because I mean the average UK woman is a size 16, 16 yeah. you know, and there is nothing wrong with being at a size 16, 18, 20. We should yeah. celebrate all bodies. And what really frustrates me is this kind of like fake concern around people's it bodies, is. around and their it's about health. health. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, right, let's say it as it is. The UK has a drinking problem. <laughs> we have a problem with alcohol. I binge drink, you know, I'll go out with my friends, I'll do shots, I'll have red wine at home. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really dream of going for dinner and being like, what? You're getting a, a, you know, Diet Coke? No, I'm gonna get red wine with my dinner, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's just something we accept. Mm -hmm. We've seen the scenes in the Euro final, Wembley, ha ha, men, you know, sniffing drugs in the crowd, getting their willies out. Yeah, That's just, that's just life, that's just the UK. When it comes to women, predominantly women's bodies online, we're now concerned about your health. Yeah. yeah. There's an issue that you we need, need to, 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 to address. Doctor, here. Yeah. yeah. Know, I'm just saying this because it's unhealthy. I'm like, right. So, are you going to tell me that you don't binge, like drink on the mm-hmm. weekend? You haven't drunk eight pints. You yeah, haven't, you know, exactly. done recreational drugs. Yeah. You know, do you go out on your exercises just because you can maybe present as healthy mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they are? And I feel like there's such a huge problem in our society and especially in the UK where. There's this fake concern there over is. people and their weight when actually they're not concerned. Well, well, concerned about their health because they're not yeah. concerned about your health. No. They're concerned about the way you
0: look. That yeah. is it. And the way of being online. And, and they're kind of like, well, how, how can you put that out there? Like, why are you allowed to put that out there? Like, that's not what we should be seeing. Like, we should be seeing slim, airbrushed, like, tanned, like, gorgeous models on our social media all the time. It's like, well, no, because
1: that's not what your neighbour looks like, you know what I mean? It's just
0: yeah, crazy. <laughs>
1: Definitely. And I remember, gosh, it was a few years ago now, and it was the first time a plus woman had been on the cover of a magazine. It was yeah. a test Holiday, Cosmopolitan, and there's this huge uproar. You shouldn't be promoting obesity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of continued and continued into the body confidence movement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yourself has had that experience. People have said to me, We shouldn't be promoting, you know, these bodies not healthy. Yeah. But I'm like, right. When you look back at the last, well, yeah, I think especially our generation, ten years, twenty years. Definitely. We were promoted dead, dead skinny girls, you Mm -hmm. know, the kind of cocaine chic. I'm thinking Harris Hilton, Nicole, Lindsay Lohan. We had Jessica Simpson was a size twelve. She's apparently fat. And I mean, that was not healthy. And I think looking at how much that has affected a lot of our generation, especially the women, our mental health, the way we view our bodies, there is so much negative body image in our generation. I think well, promoting that wasn't healthy either. So, what I mean, are you trying either, to get? At, yeah, you know either what I way, mean? either
0: way is really damaging. Like, yeah. obviously, you've got people that are of slimmer build, and like they can have their problems. And you've got people that are obviously of bigger build, and they can have their problems. And everyone has it. And I, I just kind of sit there, and I'm like, who are you to sit behind a screen to type something so horrible? Like, what? Where's your qualification? Do you know what I mean? Like, where is that qualification? But yeah. I think the the thing that like I've also learned so massively as well recently is the way that people use the term fat and they Mm. say it is such a negative thing. And it's like, it really isn't. It really, really really isn't. It's just, you've been so brainwashed to see something so perfect and it's like no one is perfect. Like no one at all is perfect. So you just kinda need to like unlearn everything you've learned. And and don't get me wrong, like trying to talk to yourself in a really nice way is so hard. Like it's probably harder than saying something bad about yourself. Like we're so quick and easy to like say something bad or apologize and kind of apologize for being here and we're really quick to do that and I think that just comes quite naturally but I think there's something so special and so magical about just owning who you are and just being so unapologetic and just go look but just take me for who I am because you don't know what tomorrow's gonna offer you know so yeah I think it's just if you can just start talking to yourself like once I I did last year, look at myself in the mirror in the bathroom like when I was doing my skincare. And I'm like, Megan, I was like, you look beautiful. Like you do actually look beautiful. And the more you say it, the more you believe it. And it it definitely does work. But obviously there's some days where I'll say it and I'm like, "Mm, you've kind of got the angel and the devil
1: situation.
0: (laughs) And you're kind of like, oh no, maybe not today, but we'll try again in a couple of hours. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I can totally relate. I listened to a podcast once with Davina McCool and she said that she was going to therapy. I think it was, and her kind of therapist said to her, Look, like just go home, look look in the mirror and say, yeah. I like myself. It's just like I I know it seems crazy. Yeah <laughs> And it's so vain she, and like yeah. people think it's such a bad thing and it's like, and no. She's like, no one's watching you, you're nice. home alone. Yeah. And she said she couldn't even look in the mirror and say, I like myself. Wow. And she like, that's when I realized that she has just so much kind of negativity and hatred towards yourself. And mm-hmm. I just think you're the one person you have to live with your whole life. Yeah. So she went through the process, right. I'll just pick one thing like, I like how your eyebrows look today. Yeah. You know, Davina, I like how your hair looks. She yeah. The and slowly she built up to, I like myself to finally like, yeah, I love myself. I do, yeah. And I think it is such an important thing, and I kind of took that on. I was like, you know what? I'm mm. gonna try and do that because I live by myself. So I'm like, if no one else is gonna say it to me, I'm gonna have to say it to myself. And Definitely. sometimes now I'm the same. I'll be doing my skincare, <laughs> or I'll just look at him. I'm like, girl, you look yeah, good, good. Yeah, like good. Yeah, you good. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Or like if I've had a really good day at work, or like I've had an exciting email from mm-hmm. a job, and I just look at him and I'm like. Girl. Well, done, you know Annie. what yeah good <laughs> for you pat on the back Definitely. like I'm like you're amazing
0: <laughs> I love it no I do love it you do like I think you've got to be your biggest cheerleader because if yeah. you're not going to do it no one else is going to do it and I think RuPaul like I'm a huge RuPaul fan if you don't
1: love yourself how now are you gonna love someone else so Amen. literally <laughs> yes you know what I was talking to Davina DeCampo this morning oh my goodness I loved her they <laughs> are just so knowledgeable yeah when it comes to just owning yourself and again like we've been saying just talking about yes you just have to be your biggest cheerleader and just love yourself and and vouch for yourself because no one else is going to you know it's so true it's so so true so we've been talking about body image Mm -hmm. and around health and how does this perceived kind of concern around health because some people who may be unhealthy, who may binge drink, who may be abusing their bodies can present as healthy Mm -hmm. because their body image, because the way they look. And this kind of moves me onto your underestimated moment that you've chosen which is in your musical theater journey, getting up in auditions, getting up on stage and having people prejudge you yeah. because of effectively your body image. Yeah, And you know what? Really weirdly
0: as well with that, looking back now when I was auditioning, I was smaller than what I am now. So like now I'm a UK 16. I think I was a 12, 14 at the time. And looking back now, like even then to think that I already had these, these thoughts of myself, I think almost opened the door as well to people to prejudge me too. And looking back, I think I'd do it so differently, but obviously I can't. But I think, yeah, it's it's one of those things of, I was always the bigger girl. Like growing up, I was always a bigger girl, bigger boned, my mum used to say, and I love her to pieces for it. But like, I just, I think if I was a lot more opened up in the world of just accepting who you are, like own it, like you, you're not gonna change, you know what I mean? And I think going into those auditions, I, already apologized first of all walking into the room but I was like I don't look like all these girls next to me like they are tiny they're petite beautiful girls and I just was constantly comparing myself and one of the things of looking in the mirror I couldn't look in the mirror and especially in dance rooms and stuff I could not look at myself in the mirror I was always looking at the choreographer and I was just kind of in my own little bubble, just trying to be as good as I could be at the time. And just like going through those audition processes, which can be so, so daunting, so nerve wracking as well. And I already had this kind of, almost like black cloud over my head. And it was like, well, you're not gonna get anywhere anyway. But then I'd go in the room and then when I'd sing or when I would act or sometimes dance, and I was successful. And just like seeing almost like the panel's faces sometimes I think like I do remember vividly one audition. I remember walking into the room and someone looked up and it was almost like a oh, like really sort of sort of look. Like I can't, I can't, I can see it in my face, like in my head, I can see it so vividly. But it was like a, oh, like, almost like, do we really have to see her sort of thing. And I gave my sheet music to the pianist went up, started singing and they had their head down and they looked up and did not look back down the entire time. And that moment I was like, yeah, you know what? Like actually listen to me sing, you know? And I think when when I walked out the room, I told my mum about it in the car on the way home. And that was almost one of the kind of like sparking points of me starting to like change how I'm thinking about myself or how like I'm kind of backing myself as well. But yeah, it it was hard and I think just trying to, I felt like I was always trying to prove myself to everyone, even though deep down that like, I knew that I was talented, like I, I know that I'm good, but it was almost like the, yeah, do you know what? Just wait a couple of minutes and then see see what you think after that. <laughs> so yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's hard. It was really hard as well. And I think even now I still do it and I still think, oh, what are they gonna think of me? Are they gonna look at me and go,
1: oh no, she doesn't look right before I've even opened my mouth really. Why do you think there is so much importance placed on our bodies and not our talent. I mean, people don't go to the theater to look at the body of, for example, Link from Straight. do you know what I mean? They're not going, oh, no no Link. You know, you're going to the theater to listen Mm -hmm. to the music, to watch the performance. performance. So why do you think all these years on, there is still kind of like that pressure and that importance placed on, and judgment placed yeah. on the bodies of the performers and not just thinking of the talent.
0: Yeah, I think, do you know what? I, I I do like to say, well, I do like to say and think now that it is changing. And I think we are starting to make waves and we're starting to change things, but we still have a long, long way to go. But I just think it is where it stems back from. Like it was obviously like back in the day, like that's what they do. Like they wouldn't take anyone probably bigger than a, a size 10 maybe. They just wouldn't do it. And I think it was, probably almost like their way of putting people out on stage to be idolized and and they are like people are idolized but also put people up there so younger girls like little younger megs can look on stage and go I want to be like her because that's what I look like I just want to be like them like let me perform let me do what I'm good at and don't almost like don't restrict me from doing it before you've even like seen the performance you know Mm. so I think so many people do kind of just go under the sand from it. And it's really, really unfortunate. I'm just so hopeful that there are people out there that do let like people like me go through and actually do get to have our moment just to kind of shine and be that person that someone in the audience will look up at me and go, oh yeah, I'm literally just like her, you know? It's just,
1: I just, I hope, I really, really hope. Yeah, oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we look at the fashion world yeah. and the entertainment industry is slowly, very slowly very getting slowly. there moving forward. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that space and that kindness has been offered to men in the West End more? Because of course, James Corden started yeah. off in West End, and he was a Plus size guy. Yeah. Do you think that's been offered to them more? This kind of like space to be introduced and to be in in the entertainment industry as a plus size man. Yeah, I I think in general as well, there needs to be
0: like more for men anyway. But that's the first time someone's ever asked me kind of that as well. So I'm just. I don't know I t- I kind of have this opinion that like we are in a man's world and it's not I don't I don't really think they care with with men and it's kind of like if you're talented you're talented but there's obviously so so much talent especially from women and it's just saturated by women like drama school I think in my year we had I think maybe 30 30 women to men it it was the proportion was so so different and just trying to I think just break through that door anyway is really hard and there's even more pressure because they're like, well, you've got the girls that are like top of their game that uh, obviously look like this, they sing like this, they do, they can do everything. And it's like amazing, but just try and find those opportunities for people that like is really right for them. Like not everything's gonna be great for you and not every every opportunity should you take, but I think just to try and open it up and make it be as as accepting as possible, like regardless of who you are, what you do, like what you look like, just, take almost anyone and everyone. And obviously I know there's gonna be limits and they're gonna be like, can you sing that high? Or can you do, I get that. But I think in things that obviously we can't control, like just accept anyone, like just do it because I don't get why they don't.
1: If you enjoyed this episode of Underestimated, head on over to patreon.com slash Jess Davis, where there's an extended version plus loads of other content please rate, review and hit the subscribe button on your podcasting platform of choice to help other people find us. Until then, don't let others underestimate you.